guys, I'm Avi and I'm here with RJ. And today our episode is all about the animals of the prairies of North America. And the prairies of North America are the grasslands of North America. Barely any trees and all grass. So our first animal is the legendary bison. They are the largest mammal in North America. Male bison can weigh up to 2,000 pounds and stand six feet tall. Yellowstone National Park, which is in Wyoming, is the only place in the U.S. where bison have continuously lived since prehistoric times. What makes Yellowstone bison so special is that they're the pure descendants, free of cattle genes, of early bison that roamed our country's grasslands. As of July 2015, Yellowstone's bison population was estimated at 4,900, making it the largest bison population on public lands. Bison may be big, but they're also fast. They can run up to, Abby, guess, how fast do you think a bison can run up to a one-ton animal? Um, 10 miles, I think, yeah. I guess a little faster than that. 15, 20 Cool, cool, cool. They can run up to 35 miles per hour. Whoa. So a one-ton animal can run up to 35 miles per hour. And even though they're so big, they're really agile. They can spin around quickly, jump high fences, and are strong swimmers. Bison primarily eat grasses, weeds, and leafy plants. Okay. So that's some great information on the bison right there. And one more thing is, we actually went to Yellowstone National Park and we saw bison and bison are really cool. But if you ever go to a place that has any wild animals like bison, bear or something like that, always keep a good distance unless you can't. Like if they're standing next to your car, which is what happened to us, then of course you can't keep a big distance. But if there's a bison on the road, on the side of the road and you're uh, you're trying to like take a selfie with it or something, that could really be bad because then that could agitate it and then it could start charging at you. There have been incidents where bison have charged on people, so you don't want that happening. So if you ever are thinking about visiting a place with bison or the next animal which we're going to talk about, which we'll just do in a second, you want to make sure you stay a good distance away from them. So now the bison was lumbering through the grasslands, eating some grass, and it saw a elk. The elk? is one of the largest species within the deer family. Bull elk lose their antlers each March, but they begin to grow them back in May. Male elks, which are bull elks, bellow loudly during the mating season to attract mates. Elk are also called wapiti, a Native American word that means light-colored deer. A bull elk's antlers may reach four feet above its head, so that the animal towers nine feet tall. Whoa, 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 whoa. So basically, it's about five feet tall, like from toe to head, the top of its head. Because of its antlers, 
they can extend four feet above its head, so that could make it nine feet tall from the bottom of its feet to the top of its antlers. The lifespan is about 10 to 13 years in the wild. Now let's go back to what I was saying before about the bison. If you ever go to a place that has bison or elk, which was also what was recommended, don't go very close to them unless you can. Like an elk also went right next to a car and we couldn't keep any distance at that time. But if if um, if you can, you don't want to just like approach an elk. Keep a good distance. You can take the photos and all that stuff. But keep a um, far distance. You don't want to uh, go close and like take some selfies or something like that. That's not good. You want to keep a good distance so the animal has its own space. And then you can take as many pictures as you really need to and as you want. Now, <clears throat> the elk was scanning the area. And it saw a raccoon. Raccoons are a familiar sight everywhere. Because they will eat just about everything in the natural world. Raccoons snare a lot of their meals in the water. These nocturnal creatures use lightning quick paws to grab crayfish, frogs, and other quick aquatic creatures. So now they're nocturnal, meaning they mostly um, hunt and do other stuff in the nighttime and not the daytime. They could still be a little active in the daytime, but you're more likely to see them near nighttime and like in the evening time and stuff like that. Now on land, they pluck mice, insects, and other small animals from their hiding places and raid nests for tasty eggs. So they could raid lizard nests and bird nests for eggs. So you wanna be careful. Raccoons also eat fruit and plants, including those grown in human gardens and farms. They will eat even open garbage cans to dine on the contents. So um, raccoons are very smart. So if you ever go to a place where raccoons live, they can easily break into your campsite or wherever you're staying and take food. They're very smart, so they can like find ways to open the jars and open locks and stuff like that. So you want to be careful around them. They're not super dangerous. They can be if they're like aggressive, but you just want to be careful because they can easily just steal your food and all. They're just like, they always just roam on open garbage cans, open anything they see and just try to eat whatever's in it. Now, before we move on to our next animal, we have a mystery animal. The mystery animal sound for today is Now if you're confused well, what this animal is, Abby, please give us a hint. This is a whale. So it's a type of whale. That kind of gives it away. We'll just try to think what species of whale it is, okay? Now, let's move on. The raccoon was just opening some garbage cans and stuff like that. And way up in the sky, there was the majestic Peregrine falcon. It can be found nearly everywhere on Earth, except extreme polar regions, very high mountains, and most tropical rainforests. The only major ice-free landmass from which the peregrine falcon is entirely absent is New Zealand. So basically the peregrine falcon lives across the whole earth except like Antarctica 
And the only place that has like no ice and it isn't very cold, but it's still absent from is New Zealand. So if you live in New Zealand or go to New Zealand, you're not going to see a peregrine falcon. Now, this makes it the most, the world's most widespread raptor and one of the most wild, widely found bird species. They are the fastest animals on earth. They can dive at a top speed of, what do you say? How many miles per hour? If they're the fastest animals on earth, I think they could dive at a top speed of max 180, 180 to 200-ish. They can dive at a top speed of 240 miles an hour. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's very, very fast. No car goes that fast, except for some cars. All the cars on the road and all, they don't go that fast. So that's very, very fast. Now, although its diet consists mostly of exclusively of medium-sized birds, so they mostly eat medium-sized birds like pigeons, ducks, geese, all those medium-sized birds, the peregrine falcon will occasionally hunt small mammals, small reptiles, or even insects. So if they want to, they could hunt that stuff too. And peregrine falcons are also found in cities. So don't worry if you live in like a very busy city <clears throat> with not a lot of like forest or mountain or anything because you can still see them they can live in the city they, their nest could be on the crook of a building so it's possible they live in a in your city so if you want to go outside and look for them now the peregrine falcon was diving through the air at 240 miles per hour looking for some prey and on the ground in the prairie there was a pronghorn it is the second fastest land animal in the world with only the cheetah going at faster speeds. Pronghorn can sustain blazing speeds for miles, and in a distance run, they would easily beat a cheetah without breaking a sweat. So, <clears throat> pronghorn could easily beat a cheetah if it was like a distance run. So, now I'm about to explain stamina. If you listen to our previous episode, I explained stamina there. But if you want to listen to the definition again, just to get your mind working again, listen. Stamina means you can do something for a long period of time consistently without getting tired. So, Pronghorn, they can consistently run for a long period of time without getting tired. Cheetahs, on the other hand, have pretty much no stamina at all and can only run at top speed for about a minute. But um, a Pronghorn can run at top speed for a pretty long time. Their max speed is, I'll be guessing, what do you think the max speed of a pronghorn is? So just think, cheetahs are the first um, fastest land animal in the world, and they run top speed 70 miles per hour. So the second fastest land animal in the world would be about how many miles per hour? Um, maybe 45-ish to 50. Well, their max speed is actually 61 miles per hour. That's so, a lot. Yeah, so they're like a lot. So they're very, very close to matching the top speed of the cheetah. It has a tan to reddish deer-like body. They weigh between 90 and 120 pounds and stand about three and a half feet tall from the shoulder to feet. And also, as we were saying with the bison and elk, they might seem small and all, but any animal can get aggressive if it feels threatened. So still, don't go very close and start feeding it or petting it because that's not a good thing to do with wild animals. Now, before we go, before we move on, the pronghorn, 
was dashing through the prairies and it saw a prairie dog and oh wait 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 guys go back go back don't think we forgot we have to still attend to the mystery the mystery animal sound for today is Okay now, if you couldn't get that, Obby, can you please tell us what is this mysterious sound? The answer to the mystery animal is the humpback whale. Oh, so it's the humpback whale. Nice. You guys might have gotten that one because if you remember our second episode was animals that live off the western coastal region of North America <coughs> actually had a whale sound in it when we talked about whales in that episode. So if you want to learn more about whales, not specifically the humpback, but more about just whales, go listen to that episode right now. Now, let's go back to that prairie dog. Prairie dogs are herbivorous burrowing rodents rodents native to the grasslands of north america so they are herbivores their vocabulary vocabulary is more advanced than any other animal language that's been decoded to human ear prairie dogs squeaky calls sound simple and repetitive so basically to a human ear prairie dogs uh squeaky calls sound simple and repetitive you might think oh just squeak is random but recent searches has found that those calls can convey incredibly descriptive details so they can have a lot of detail in um, what they're doing with those calls for example prairie dogs can alert one another for example that there's not just a human approaching their burrows or tall human wearing the color blue so basically they can explain in detail for example if a human was approaching they wouldn't they, of course they don't know we're called humans but they would alert each other in whatever they're doing they wouldn't just be like a human is coming to our burrow. They could have detail like it's a tall human or a short human with big feet or small feet with a hat or something like that. And he, they're wearing the color blue or black or brown or red. red. So <clears throat> they have some pretty good detail. Of course, we can like decode their whole language. But so far, whatever people have decoded for any language, animal language on earth, they have the most descriptive details. Now, that is our episode for today. We hope you guys greatly enjoyed this one. Stay tuned every week for our new episodes. And Avi, what should they do? Subscribe! Yes! Make sure you subscribe. Recommend this podcast to a friend or family member or anyone you know. Your teacher, your classmates. I don't know. Anyone. Should we give an example? Sure. Hey guys, I was listening to a podcast at home. It was called The Animal Kingdom. It was really good. Oh, oh, where can it, I find it? Huh? On, Apple, um, on iTunes and, like, yeah, on Apple Podcasts. Oh, cool, cool. I'm going to go tell my teacher and my friends. Thanks for letting me know. So, that's an example of what you should do. Go, just, it's like a simple 10-second thing. Tell them there's this really good podcast, Animal Kingdom, and tell them to go listen to it. Now, I think we've done a good job for today. And other than that, we're done. Bye. Bye.